Talk, say something. Tell us a uh, Baxter Black. Not recording. Tell us a Baxter Black style. Poetry. Yeah, do have some of your po poetry. Are we recording? We need to. Yes, we are recording. Are we starting with a podcast? We are starting a podcast. I mean, right now? Oh, right podcast now. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is 17 R. R is for replacement. I heard that as recently as yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. And it so wasn't even true. I've requested <laughs> to make an announcement. Yes, yes, yes. We, uh, we, we sincerely we. apologize <laughs> to our guest, James from Phoenix, because we spoke and had a podcast. One of the best ones ever. A really funny. My jokes were unbelievable. Mine were even better. For 45 minutes. <laughs> and then... And no, no. Hour and a quarter. Hour and a quarter. Our, our good friend David did not press the record button. Well, I like to say <laughs> that... <laughs> I, like to, I like to say that we practice what we preach. We had a truly failure. This was a okay, true what? failure. And we're... James, we are very, very, very sorry. So what lessons did we learn? What lessons were learned from that experience? Yes. Um, what lessons were learned that... Um, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit happens. No, that trust, but verify. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. You know, it, it's kind of embarrassing what's happened. It's just, there's a groundswell going on now, and they just opened up the Museum of Failure in Hollywood. No way. And they're kind of knocking no. us off. They no are way. knocking us off. You're joking. No, seriously. What would the Museum the of Failure The Museum of Failure have? deals with products that have failed. Oh, and they talk, and they talk, can, they we, send can we send them our can we send our podcast from yesterday? Yeah, they have they had the Betamax in there. They have a the bunch Atari, of things. The, the Edsel. The one, of the, one of the things that they had in there was a, a spray uh, a spray that was a condom. <laughs> and okay. It failed because it took three minutes to <laughs> It was really um, cold. I read, I, I read that. And it came out of the fridge. <laughs> I, read, I read that this morning in the Wall Street Journal. So I'm not okay. kind of took the fun out of everything. True story. We true are story. pioneers. We started talking about failures. Now it's becoming trendy. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to open one in Sweden even. So I got to say that. Our co-host, Mark, who is not with us today, when he heard the story, so we, we have, the, again, we have this great podcast yesterday. He would have said it never would have happened no. if I'd have been there. No, 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 no. What yes, he said yes. is... Yes, and, and he said it <laughs> did happen because he was not there. He said you deserved it. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> so, also, a uh, quick hello to our number one fan, Anthony. Anthony, yes. Hello, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. How are you? You're reaching out or calling yeah. out or shouting out, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. We like the old 70s radios. Yeah. So our guest yesterday on, right. on what this is, this is again, podcast 17R, R is in replacement. Yes. And our, we, host, host, our guest yesterday was Jim. Well, James. he, James. You know, he, last James, name? Last he likes name? James. What's last name? And his name is Gulka. Gulka. Yeah. No, no, no O. Gulka. Gulka. And um, he is... Um, uh, Yaley, he um, was editor of the Humor magazine at Yale called The Cold. Record. Yes, correct. Uh, he was uh, an investment banker, investment analyst for Citicorp. And we've, I, I was just talking to him, and he was from Phoenix, and we we're in Boston. And so he was telling me a little about his background, and he said, well, I was with Encyclopedia Britannica. And I said, that must have been a disaster. And he goes, well, said, yes, it was. Not as much as your podcast you're <laughs> yes, about to record. Hold that thought and come record. <laughs> so that's what I said. And so he, uh, he came at great expense from Phoenix, Arizona to be on our podcast. He was here for a conference anyway, but <laughs> yeah. it was great expense Small to detail. get here. And um, 
Anyway, he is a he runs the Phoenix chapter of an angel group um, in in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was a witty, clever, and very erudite. Is that a good term? It is. It is good. He used a term called gravitas. He said. Oh, we did. Well, that was the term we used. No, that was his term. Gravitas. I think his term he referred to his. uh, Okay. Well, do you remember how? I mean, I don't know how you get started. Well, I I had a way to get us started. A big disaster. Let me. Let me. Let me. Wait a minute. So we should tell people. Okay. We should. For once, I won't interrupt. There we go. Okay, you can go. So he was. He gave us the history of James did, gave us the history of the Encyclopedia Britannica, which I got to say, I didn't know. And this went on for, oh, must have been half an hour. But thankfully, with the magic of Wikipedia, or at least the internet, we can reconstruct some of that, not with the humor we had yesterday, but we can bring the three or four listeners who are still with us. Yeah, up and, to and, speed. And episode 17B. Oh, I have to start you, the recorder. Hold on. Uh, either, yeah, we, <laughs> uh, 17B will be either after this time, this one or before. Oh. But uh, 17B starts in 1997. So now we're going to talk about 1768 yes. to 1997. Yeah, so this is the part most people don't know about, which is Encyclopedia Britannica has been around for, I guess that would be not thousands of years, but yeah, hundreds of 200 years. 200 years, yeah. Yeah, 200 years. And it came out as, so what was the interesting part of that was it was one of the... Well, we were, we were concerned about how expensive is it? You know, and people back then, they didn't have a lot of discretionary income. Yes. And well, probably some did and probably some didn't. Right, but like, surprisingly, it was actually, this, this encyclopedia, when it came out, was actually... For the middle class, which you'd think when you look at it now, that what fifteen hundred bucks? Fifteen? How much is it? Fifteen hundred. Well, when they quit no. selling them at fifteen hundred bucks, yeah, yeah, they couldn't and charge they that. They sold them as what did they call it? It's a booklet or a oh a signature. A signature. They sold so them you, in par- in parts. So you sold them in parts, and then Ooh, you go in, and bind them when you have enough parts to make one, a letter. In one encyclopedic, cost twenty pennies, which. A one signature. Like one it, signature. One signature. Yeah, one signature. But what the, the deal was is that you had to, you know, there was a serialized, so you'd get one at a time. So for 20 pennies, you'd get uh, A, you know, and then 20 more pennies, you'd get B. Well, I bet there's only part of A. And you'd probably yeah, get like so, A, yeah, A, A. Some letters they didn't use. So these were, these, <laughs> yeah. so, so this was a, a means of. Getting... But a newspaper cost a penny. Right. So 20 pennies was like 20 days of, uh, right. of the daily newspaper. So that was in Scotland, in Edinburgh, which yep. was at the time the yep. uh, uh, super city of uh, academia. And, yeah. and then they were sold to a company in London. Yeah. And then from London, fast forward, we're going to skip through the whole 19th century. Correct. Uh, Till we come to the late um, 1800s. Late 1800s, early 1900s, they right. were sold to, to Sears. Sears Roebuck and Company, which was... You could buy your house, you could buy your encyclopedia right. and through what was, their catalog. And there was logic for Sears' acquisition of Encyclopedia Britannica, which was by this point had a fair circulation. Um, but the point was Sears was all mail order. What was the logic of why yeah, would was, Sears was, want? They, they were a catalog sales. Uh, they had stores somewhere, but some, but most Chicago, places didn't have most places didn't have a Sears store next to them. Right. So they would order in the catalog right from the uh, room with the moon shaped door, 
because that's where they kept the catalog. So they would <laughs> use... Nick is, Nick is free associating. <laughs> they, they would use the pages uh, for util, utilization uh, in the room with the uh, moon on the door. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it was, you know, they went from corn cobs to using the papers as toilet paper. In the oh. restrooms, that was the famous use for the Sears catalog when it was because oh. you got one every year, so you'd have a they stack of them. They were large. Yeah, yeah, you had a stack of them in the restroom. Oh, oh the room with a moon on the door. Yeah. <laughs> I just, well, he doesn't got, mean yeah. a modern half circle. He means like a moon. Well, in Europe, I guess they call it the water closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, WC. Okay, but the interesting, and, the interesting thing, so the interesting thing was that even though Encyclopedia Britannica was sold to Sears, it had a major, major, university backer. University of Chicago. Yes. Yeah, and and again, sorry, James, we're telling your story. If not you're listening to not us. even a quarter as well. Yeah, yeah, and but, then and then throughout. But the, the reason 20, it really worked well is story? because of the credit facilities that Sears provided. That you could buy things on time, ah. and so that fit into their program of selling these expensive encyclopedias uh, on credit. Do you recall what in the 1940s ish? Sears was charging for these things, or no? Did we figure that out? Well, I, I didn't I didn't get that information. So probably probably got one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, something. We don't. There, there was a price, but it was probably roughly commensurate with when they went. Well, not a lot of business, but when in the prime of their sales, more recently, they were fifteen hundred for a full set. So they were clearly targeted to. Um, again, middle class um, and middle class parents who wanted their kids to read something interesting and hopefully get in college, but they were priced appropriately in 1940 for so that for as well. So from the 40s to let's say the 90s to the to 1990, yeah. it was door to door. Uh, um, the salesman would knock on the door, and what was the joke that he would tell the families? Well, first of all, he oh, never. Yes. He or she would never meet with the husband separately. Or this the is wife not separately. James. You meant the, uh, the salesperson, the sales team, salesman. And uh, they would say, "Do you want little Jimmy to go to college? Here's you need an encyclopedia, and and the people would feel bad." By the way, Bobby next door, his parents Bobby bought him a door. set. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it was really pressured sales. So this was so so Sears had uh, a lot of boots on the ground. That is, they had a great distribution channel through their own salespeople. I assume they were employees or at least uh, contractors, and they had a great distribution channel. And while they were pushing all their other goods, they could push this this encyclopedia. But yeah. actually, what was interesting is it sounded like there were salespeople. And did you know one actually? You you oh, made, yeah. Nick, yeah, no, you no, I mean one of my. Um, Fellow salesman in San Diego, California, was a, a, a salesman for the encyclopedia, and he was from Hawaii. He worked in Hawaii, but he also came over and worked in the United States, and he was making six-figure incomes by selling encyclopedias. Now, he'd have a team, and what they would do is they would go to a blue town where it is illegal to solicit door-to-door, and those places the Fuller Brush Man hadn't seen. So when a, when a traveling salesman came through the door and knocked on the door, they hadn't seen one. Come on in. Oh, yeah. You know, you want some coffee? How about some cookies? They greeted him with, you know, not the uh, not slamming the door in their face, but with like open arms. Days, yeah. And so it was uh, it was uh, easy sales. And they would invariably the police would come and arrest them. 
and uh, one of the salesmen or whatever, and he always had bail money in his pocket, and it was inexpensive to bail him out of jail for soliciting door-to-door, so it was worth it. So this was back in the day, and there were a lot of, uh, back in the 40s, 50s, um, there were a lot of uh, door-to-door sales, and that was apparently how Sears did, I'm sorry, Sears, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica did a phenomenal growth. I, I actually didn't say phenomenal growth, but the numbers went up to, as I recall... 650 million, that's their highest uh, they got to. Oh, I thought he was saying 100,000 in circulation. Was it? No, it wasn't 650 million. Yeah, no, that's what it was. 650 yeah. million, he said. And that you know, number of encyclopedias? Now he could be wrong. No, 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 revenue. And he, revenue. Oh, 650 million revenue. Yeah, yeah, and this yeah, would be, revenue. this was at the peak in the sort of the 1990s. Yeah, what, and I should yeah. remind, remind everyone that... Uh, a full encyclopedia was four feet and a half right. wide if you put it on a shelf, and it had 32 volumes. I couldn't figure out the 32. From A to Z. Because I thought there were 24 letters in the alphabet, but really uh, there's yeah, 26. 26. But then he said the biggest, so try to guess what was the letter that had the most information. Oh, he told us. I think it was the letter C. C. That's now right. you, you guys have a good memory. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. well, Ziad actually, as I recall, you got an encyclopedia Britannica yeah, as a kid. My parents bought, as a first step, A to D, and then they, st- they stopped buying them for some reason. <laughs> Did your grades go up at all? Did you so go- <laughs> if a project was on boats, it worked really well. But if it was on trains, I was... Not so good. No, no information. So this, so stepping back, this is a, this is a, uh, what would we call it, an icon uh, of American publishing? Or, First of all, or, I think this is very difficult to recreate something well, that was so interesting and informative and entertaining that happened yesterday. Yeah. And to try to recreate it is kind of, it's difficult. And well, that James, we're sorry. Me. Well, that that said, but the still. So that, we, we can't even get the facts straight. Well, that's okay. That's no, okay. we can. I'll we can. You, this will be a failure on to top France. of failure. They went to France. It was so. So basically, what happened, from my recollection, <laughs> is that James uh, was called in to uh, to help the business. He was a CFO. Uh, oh, so he so was so a CFO. Got to step back for a second. Yeah. So what happened was in the 19th. So we've got this this icon of American or at least English language publishing, the Encyclopedia Britannica, which essentially grows from the late. 1700s through the late 1900s, and it's generally doing well. It's in, I mean, we all knew about it. It was it was truly a, a trademark that, uh, and a publishing company that you wanted to associate with your house, and it was for your kids. And then the PC came out, the personal computer came out around the ni- uh, 1990s, and Microsoft uh, along- Around the-, the 1990s is like 10 years. Can you be more specific? Uh, 1993. Well, the, no, the PC came, came no in the 80s and yeah. late 70s. Right. Okay. Actually, it's, it became prolific in the mid-90s. Right. And, and Microsoft, among the other things they bundled with the PC, was their own encyclopedia called Encarta. Encarta. I used and, it and, uh, and so Encarta... Um, uh, why PC- would I pay $1,500 when I can pay $1,500 to get a computer and Encarta? Uh, right. Oh, yeah. So these salespeople. Right. So that's when trouble started. Right. So trouble starts for Encyclopedia Britannica when the salesmen are pitching um, at a house, and the uh, husband and wife uh, are trying to decide. Parents are trying to decide whether they should put fifteen hundred in this encyclopedia, which didn't have a lot of pictures, or whether they should buy a computer for Johnny or Jane. Um, and where for fifteen hundred they could get a lot more functionality, and they would get something that looked like an encyclopedia, but it included pictures as well. And sound, the whole multimedia CD-ROM, 
And then... So sales started going down. Sales for Encyclopedia Britannica went down. When does James come on board? So in the mid-70s, he's hired as a CFO. Sorry, mid-90s, he's hired as a CFO. And then he comes in with the first task... I'm going to suggest that James not listen to this. Sell, because sell the business. <laughs> He'll say, I didn't say that. And then, we're prepping, the, this is a prequel to the podcast that's going to start. He's actually going to appear in the, in the uh, Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Sequel. He appears 17 point, point B. 17 point B. And let's all remember that. Hey, look, was Sears, was, Sears was buying up the storm. They bought my company, I say my, using that term loosely, Cowell Banker, in 1982. Really? And did, they did were, you have an encyclopedia? It was, it was, no, it was a Sears. Did you have encyopedia oh, knowledge? I, got, I, had, I had a Discover card. Because they bought <laughs> Dean Witter, and they bought, well, they had Allstate, already did. Why yeah. would they be buying this? Because they had the Sears Financial Network, and it was, oh. so it was Dean Witter, Cowell Banker. Really? And um, then, of course, Allstate was insurance, so it was a kind of a womb-to-tomb type of thing. And, um, <laughs> womb to tomb. Was, did they literally have a, uh, a, a tombstone they, well, company? Of course. Well, they had caskets. Oh, they, they had caskets. That, they had they, caskets. Oh, for sure. They had Way those for when. years. Yeah. So Sears... Oh, so in the mid-90s, now I remember, Sears sold Encyclopedia Britannica to a very wealthy person that we named. Who is, we call, Code named Blue. him Code Blue, but it turns out that we named him Code Blue and he appears under that name uh, in version 17.B. Um, it turns out if you go to Wikipedia, Code Blue has a what, name. What are we in now? Are we okay. 17 what? 17 <laughs> A minus? 17 oh, this a. Is, I was calling it 17 R. Yeah. So anyway, so this this uh, code name called Blue bought the company, and James was very wealthy industrialist, a currency trader of some sorts. So yep. Bought name, the company. Who will go by the name Code Blue? James was tasked to make some money, sell the business, figure yeah. things out. Right. So um, Code Blue, whose name does appear somewhere on Wikipedia or elsewhere on the internet, um, seemed to love the idea of Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, but had his own thoughts, as he should, as the owner, in how to continue to grow uh, wait it. Wait a second, you're gonna, you guys are getting this story screwed up because Code Blue <laughs> was the buyer, was the buyer from um, from the foundation. The foundation. Oh yeah, which we said was Sears. Formed. Yeah, was yeah, it's the foundation. Yeah, so it went to a foundation at some. Went to foundation first, and anyway. And it's, by the way, so, so but after James was able to sell it to Code Blue, he was actually the guy who was involved in packaging the company, and Code Blue bought it. They had other offers. Right. And, and, I, do you, and well, how much was it sold for? I think I heard nine figures in the he hundreds said, of millions of dollars. He did say nine figures. Yes. So the University of Chicago benefits. That's right. That's right. right. Sorry. Yeah. James sold the company to Code Blue. I just have to interject. So this is failure of the He pod. was a CFO. Yeah, well, then they fired the <laughs> CEO, and he became the CEO. Reporting to Code Blue, the owner. Let's change gears for one moment. We started with a failure. <laughs> that is a failure to record, a failure to think, record the podcast. I think want to dissociate their names. From, <laughs> so my name is George. And, and, and my I, name is Mick. <laughs> Luck we haven't introduced ourselves yet on this podcast. Let me ask you this. No, no, but 17B is going to start... 
Soon. And people have to Soon. know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Thing to know. So let's go back to our own respective business lives. No. Sometimes, just again, shit happens. And I know that I talked to last this night. Is, I, this is failure, but I'm real, we're talking about a screw-up. <laughs> and this broadcast is a screw-up as a result exactly. of a failure. So that, failure makes, to record. that makes me happen. You, Wait, you, because... you told the story, Ziad. You told the story yesterday about, I won't get into the details of it, just in case you don't want to reveal it online. As I recall, you said you, you put up a server for something. You put a server. Well, you did happened? a server for something. You lost all guys Email. <laughs> Is that yeah. true? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody who's been in IT has experienced a moment where they have to tell a client, Sir, I'm very sorry, I lost all your email and all uh, your customers' uh, addresses. It's, it's a little bit like Mark Zuckerberg saying, I take full responsibility for the data breach. But what does it mean? Are you going to pay money? Are you going to give me a check? Are you going to... Well, let me ask you this. At some point when you have a failure, do does having a sort of second podcast, so to speak, fix it, or you should just walk well, away? Well, the, the rule that I learned when you fail in the digital world, yeah, you have to take responsibility, say sorry, and move on, not mention it, not discuss it, <laughs> don't do a podcast on the failure to remind everybody how. Because it's, once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, in our they case, it wasn't it. out there. It's like, <laughs> now it is. It's like pee in a pool. You can't take it back. Yeah. Well, that's why filters. Um, so I talked to, last night, uh, I was on the phone with the tinkerer, um, John Daniels, who was uh, one, and one of our prior podcasts, and I said to him, oh, you won't believe what happened today. We were recording a podcast. It was probably one of our best ones, other than one, of course, we did with John Daniels. It was one of our best ones, and I looked down at the, uh, I looked down at the recorder about an hour into it to see how far along we were. It's still the, the readout was still, still, still at zero, suggesting that perhaps we hadn't recorded it. And I said, but no problem. We're going to go re-record ourselves tomorrow, which is now. And he said... It's like, we have no information, but we're going to try to duplicate something. <laughs> but John's no, comment is, he said, he said, more power to you. That's what, we, that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. You just have to persevere. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and again, we are we're, doing we're, it. We're, we're, James was unbelievable. This, the, the story of Encyclopedia Britannica is amazing. The, they went to France. They so we, went to, we wish you could uh, have heard it. Uh, yes, so you can, right after this podcast, dear listener, you will hear the last. Was that quarter. singular on the listener? The, 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 and, and so uh, um, we, we uh, and anyway, so Encarta came. And so could be, I'm setting the, the premise for, for 17B, 17B. <laughs> uh, which started 1997. They were downsizing. They cut 1,000 jobs. They were... 1,000? 5,000. 5,000 jobs. 5,000 jobs. He's, he's, I think, 1,000 in their headquarter building or something. Yeah. 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 They right. went from, uh, like, some huge number to... They had 6,000 uh, employees, and they went down, back to down 1, to 1,000 or yeah, something. Yeah, so long and short of it is it's a great title. 
goes from, you know, with a storied history going back to the late 1700s, grows phenomenally up through the 1940s, up through the 1990s, and it hit a brick wall known as the uh, digital revolution. Okay, and we, and it we did have... not catch up quickly. They were no. behind the curve. And they didn't want to catch up. They didn't want to no, catch okay. up. They were happy. Now, yeah. the, what's, the good news is, for those of you who would like to check our facts, Harvard Business School did a study on the Encyclopedia Britannica debacle, or whatever you want to call it. And so, are they going to do a study stand, on the debacle? We probably should have read that. We should have probably read that before <laughs> we tried to duplicate what James did. Is the Harvard Business School going to do a study of this debacle? Yeah. Of our, our of our our own debacle, you think well, we'll they, be there? They would have to. <laughs> to be lessons to so be learned. So the other thing is, we cannot fire David because he, have the recording is, he has the recording device. So if we fire him, we have no podcast. Right. So anyway, he so, also has the microphones too. Yeah, the microphones, so 1995. So, the 19, so Encarta came, they downsized, and then they they uh, um, started to figure out what do we do. First, the personal computer came, and now the internet was coming, and they were seeing that wave coming, and they did not react. And that's where I believe... 17B starts. 17B Point. starts. So, so what will our friend Mark think of this when he's done? Will he be so very proud? our friend Mark, who <laughs> was not present... <laughs> He'll be proud that he was not here. Yes. He thinks that it was a failure because he was not here. <laughs> and he may nix this broadcast. He yes. may say, hey, don't do that. It's not fair. But then, yeah. but the world will lack one of the worst. This will be... Actually, should we do another podcast after this? Will we, a prequel where we say, unless you're really, really bored, don't listen to what it's about to have. Don't listen to no, this No, but, you know, we, we have to be... We invite guests and ask them to be courageous about talking about their failures. Yeah, we have to talk about and ours. And we have to talk about ours. Yeah. We you know, you'll know, great, you'll know. I'm going to repeat that. We had a great podcast. I'm going to repeat that David screwed up. That David did not press the record button 45 minutes I, into I, the podcast. I can't take responsibility for David. I mean, I just can't. I mean, as much as I'd like to, meal culpa or whatever, but I I, just I did can't. not lose a lot of sleep last night. However, we are a team. Yes. So we go up together as a team, and we're all going down in this no. shit. This I did, did I sign something that, yeah. that said that? I, yeah. I don't think I signed that yeah. piece of Well, paper. so have we, if we've, I don't even know if this is worth publishing, but I guess if people hear this, then we've published it. Yeah, if yeah. you're, if you're, you're hearing, hearing this, this, it means you're ready for 17B. I think with severe and we wish editing. You luck. And we, oh, we enjoy no 17B editing. and we will... Uh, we'll hopefully do better. We have some new Yeah, podcasts. we'll say something after you're yeah. done with 17B. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. All right. Enjoy, Enjoy. 17B. Yeah, here comes 17B. Here yeah. comes 17B. With the real guy. <laughs> I didn't record that. So now we're, we're doing, this is podcast episode 17.1. B. B. And where 17 are we? point A. We're not going to talk about this right now. We're not going to say what happened. We'll, we'll record a prequel to this sequel. And we'll try to and remember. for those who think we're too bizarre, sorry, skip to episode 18. Yeah, yeah. So, this, so, is, this is episode 7, A New Hope. <laughs> so we are 1997. Uh, uh, Encarta's out. Encyclopedia He didn't give me give us all the numbers. He went around the world and fired people. Yes, yeah. he went. But he gave good around services. The world, you're with Encyclopedia Britannica. You're uh, uh, you're moving from two CD-ROMs. The internet is coming. You're in charge. You downsized. 
and now the French got... were a big, big problem. And then where now? What happens? Yeah. Well, did yes. you go to India? Oh so, no, that's no, not, we yet. Was, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. So, oh. uh, so we knew that we had to figure out what to do about the internet. We yes. also had to deal with content, and you know, translations were actually on the table. We we we, we sent Microsoft a had that translation thing then. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it worked very well. So we actually sent a, a guy to check out Russia as a market yeah. to think about doing a. And your sales are sort of four hundred thousand a year by this point. Yeah, okay. four hundred thousand units. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. Four hundred thousand units. Oh, which is yeah, kind of fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus the other things, and we, I was so pulled off the twenty million. I'm sorry, yeah, it, was, it was way down. Yes, that's now you got now you got the measure. Of it. Oh, so down this is, from six hundred and fifty million. Oh God, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, what was the employee but, count? But what was the employee was count? So I, brought it, I brought it down to a thousand. This is about failure. Yeah. yeah. So, so a thousand. Yeah. That's still not very. Twenty million for supporting a thousand employees. That's not even close. You got it. Oof. And I we sold off the the, the Britannica Films business, which was kind of an interesting one if you remember those sorts of things. Britannica bought Thomas Edison's Perkins. films. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Marlon Perkins. Yeah, Marlon Perkins. Yeah, they own all these educational films ah, yep, yeah. from yep. 1909 until they stopped producing them in 1960, and film strips, all these really obsolete technologies. Yeah. So we unloaded that to try to restore some cash and got rid of a whole lot of the collection department, wrote yeah. off all these receivables, okay. fire all these. And what year are we right people. now? What year? 97. Okay. Yep. Those 30 people that made the phone calls got rid of those people. Yeah, got rid of those people. Oh, they were bad people. So <clears throat> figuring out what are we going to do about the Internet. Yep. And so we had some lurches here and there. Figuring that we're going to sell subscriptions yep. at a lower price than the $50, but didn't know exactly what it was going to be. So, and then, then we had to deal with what do you do about the remaining book sales. Yep. So I went to, this, to the owner and said, here's two-part strategy. The book strategy should be this. It was 90, 90, you know, three years before the millennium. Yep. Let's publish a millennium edition and go out of business in the printing business. That becomes a collector's item. And I'm sorry, was the book still being updated? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, every year. Okay. Okay. Oh, because you, you know what? Yeah, yeah. That's a smart move. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. let's do one final hurrah, yeah. call it a, a collector's yeah. edition, yeah. and get out yeah. of the printing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I said, as, as a, an addition to that, because you know, if, if you're saying somebody's going to buy a set of books for $1,500 when they can get the content for 50 the $1,450 difference. Let me think about it for a minute. Uh, $50, dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. I got okay. it. Yeah, yeah. So $1,450 are being spent on something other than the content. Yeah. It's the semiotics of what it means to have that yeah, be beautiful. row of soldiers sitting yeah. on your bookshelf. Yeah. Which means it's about status, which means you can oh, upsell premium. bindings. Oh. You want bindings oh, yeah. to look like your shirt? We can yeah. give you leather Right, right. For ten thousand dollars. Oh. Would you do that? And would you offer it like for the holidays? To We'd someone? offer. I, I said we offer it to. We we find all those neighborhoods where houses are trading for it and say today's terms five million dollars yep. and up, yep. and go to the real estate brokers because real estate brokers give closing gifts to their customers. Yep. And if real estate agent has just made six percent or three percent on a five million dollar house, they can afford a ten thousand dollar gift. Yeah, those houses yeah, yeah. all have right. libraries. Right. Right. Here's a set. By the way, how many linear feet was this uh, set? It's a four and a half. Oh, so it was a yeah. good bookshelf or two. Yeah. Yeah. Top shelf. Yeah. 
Because so, the kids never need to reach it anyway. Yeah. So and it was they like sat on the shelf. Yeah. It yeah. Dusty. And you can sell a dust. But nice dust binding. Brush. Yeah. Nice binding. Nice. Glad leather yeah. binding. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Engraved uh, letters. I'm sorry. Name it. Was this a dream or a reality? No. This, this was I suggested to him. You suggested you, to code because, blue. To code yeah. blue. Which nobody will know because we yeah. didn't record the first part of the recording. We'll do the prequel soon. So don't worry about that. So it cost about four hundred dollars to print the books, and then you slap the cover on it for a hundred. What a failure. So the, this was all margin. Yeah. So yeah. like, like, let's well, do all these custom yeah, markets, true. custom, yeah, yeah. you know. Not so I said, we can do it to yacht brokers, we can do it to plane brokers. Oh, wow. You know, you got a population that will want to pay for something that's their own. And the guy said, I don't want to do that. I want to choose the bindings. <laughs> for each customer, I will choose no, the no, binding. No. He wanted to choose the, the bindings. Binding. There were like oh. three that he, you know, so it's brown, which is the cheapest, and blue leather, which is more expensive. And what did he like? Ostrich. It, it, no, no, he just wanted, he actually said, instead, let's, you know, we had all these books that were relatively narrow. The original set was short stuff. Ricardo books. Montalban would say the Cordovian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, Corinthian leather. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So that was. <laughs> so, Do you remember that show? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember it. Love I know Boat. Of it. Love yeah. Boat, right? Love Boat? No, no. no it was uh, the Fantasy uh, Island. Fantasy Island, Island yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so he said, no, he's going to choose a Chrysler commercial. A pre-1970 reference. So he said. It was actually probably 1970. Jesus, I'm choosing the bindings. <laughs> I will allow you to sell it through bookstores for the first time. So well, we had enough. a person Good. go to the bookstores. And, you know, a bookstore buys books. The tradition has been the bookstore pays 50% of the retail oh, price. Okay. So we had somebody go into the bookstores and say, hey, we want you to buy sets of encyclopedias for $750 a set to put it on your shelf. <laughs> Each one of them cost seven hundred and fifty dollars to you. So you can imagine the sales in the bookstores were that was quick. Yeah. But in parallel you still had your digital company so, yes. going. So, when so it's like a schizophrenic so, moment where yes. you're so the yeah. so the, the print was not gonna go in a way I thought it was gonna go. And as it turned out, they printed every year except two thousand. Oh, <laughs> and continued to print for another six or that seven was, years, and then went out of was business. Was that because of the oh. uh, the the two thousand digit crisis? No, no this was no, no this the Y two K. Yeah, the Y two K. They forgot. This is almost like Y one K kind of attitude. <laughs> but right? but that, that that's that's the whole concept of this podcast. So it's hard to stop. So people prefer to go slowly down with the ship yeah. as opposed to say. We're stopping yeah. Y2K. <laughs> last, that was pounding on the table, too. Yeah. Yeah. So then we're talking about digital. And I said, all right, look, if you think about what Britannica is, it's the only publishing imprint that people buy the product because of the publisher. Yeah. And you don't buy a book. Random House has just published a new book. i got to go buy their book. I buy all of Random House's books. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, but you're, you're different. Yeah. I never knew how to say Hoflin Mifflin. Houghton Mifflin? Or Houghton. One guy knew it was Houghton. So I bought a publisher that has an easy name. So I said, look, we're publishing Britannica, Great Books of the Western World, uh, the Annals of America. There are all these what happened to the Harvard Classics? Don't we do that? Oh. <laughs> uh, that was Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there were I dolphin said, books. Yeah, yeah. So, Remember those? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And one there were Harry Abrams. But yeah, yeah. the point oh, yeah. is that yeah. not a, people didn't typically buy that. So we had this brand that people trusted. Yeah. So we yes. could go out and publish any special thing. I don't want to do that. So one year, uh, 
early on, we who's did. I, who's I? You or? Code Blue. Code, Code Blue. Blue. Code Blue. For those who don't yeah. know who Code Everybody Blue is, he bought, he, bought, <laughs> he bought the company. That's coming in the, in the <laughs> pre- <laughs> We suffered a failure on our own. We're not going to tell them who Code Blue yeah. is, but we're yeah, just we, we talk, yeah. Yeah. Just keep listening for our listeners. Keep listening. You'll oh. know the beginning of the story at the end of the podcast. All right. So we, so we decided, I, my marketing guy and I decided we were going to, we did a, oh God. a Black History Month special CD. Just called cool. data parts out of the particular Oh, yeah, of content, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All about African Americans. Yeah, right. And it was all, you know, it was great stuff. Yeah. And it was an instantaneous hit because we sold it for like 10 or $12. And Code Blue approved this? No. <laughs> so we just did it. Okay. And it, it, it sold hundreds of thousands of units. So it's the next year. Really? So he's in this town. Is cool. So we're saying, we're, we're about to do this year's version of this in comparison to last <laughs> he said, year. I didn't approve and last year's. There is a, somebody's decided to piggyback on Black History Month to call it Women's History Month in oh, March. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to launch one just about women in America. And he said, I don't want to do either of those. <laughs> oh. Stop this. guy so is a real Scrooge. He, like on the board or just pure owner? I'm the oh, owner. no, he, he was, You're he was the chairman. Okay. He was, this was, was his. Private, this, was a, this is a one owner a company. Like yeah. he owned 100% of yes. the yeah. show. He was yeah. the board. He was the board. <laughs> okay. And he cared about these things. Yeah. Did he keep an office in the building? Uh, no, he, he just came in. instead. Did you? He bought a. Uh, there used to be a restaurant in Chicago called Shea Paul. Oh, Shea Paul, yeah. He bought that and turned it into his house. Shea <laughs> so Paul, like French Shea Paul. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the restaurant in the movie The Blues Brothers. Oh, I remember that. Yep, yeah. yep. So yep, he bought yep. this seven thousand nice. square foot house that was his office <laughs> in Chicago okay. when he came to town. Okay. Oh, so anyway, God. so he decided no, he wants to do things his way, yep. and being a publisher was not part of it. He wanted to do Britannica. Yep. So then I um, opened up my digital strategy, oh. which was give away the basic content and sort of Yahooize it. Because at that time, no, Yahoo yeah, was yeah. doing great. Yeah. So if you're doing, you're looking up Fiji, yeah. we'll sell you referral, referrals oh. to airplane tickets, restaurants, hotels, oh, yeah. kayaks, yeah. You know, yeah. all that sort that's of stuff. That's anti-Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, but that's where you make all your money. That's yeah. where you have to go, but it's... And, and he called you a digital slut. Yeah. yeah. And he said, <laughs> so he said I, we will yeah, not do that right. either. We are not <laughs> going to tarnish this, what they were name. started 1768. Yeah. It yes. was uh, just by um, itself. <laughs> so at that point, I, you know, actually at that point, I had gone to, I had to go to Switzerland <laughs> yeah. to give a speech to this European publishing group that we had, you know, Nature Magazine, you know, all these public. National Geographics oh. yeah, and yeah. all these guys. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm sitting there on, uh, in Interlaken. Interlaken? No. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not that Interlaken. Yeah. The so, other Interlaken. The real one. Yeah, the one in Switzerland. <laughs> not the one in Michigan. No. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm looking across the lake at the hill, green hill, yeah. with the black and white cows with the, the bells. Hills are and I decided I probably is, I can't execute what he wants to do. <laughs> because so, which is an interesting relationship between the owner and the, the, the you're the CEO, so. He was the fixer. either share the vision. Yeah. Or things will not work out. Right. It's my way or the it's highway. Very, very simple. Yeah. And it's at that rule. time, yeah. right. things were changing so yeah. rapidly, right. and from from paper to CD-ROMs to the internet yeah. to so. But for so him, you, it didn't matter. For Code Blue, this was the thing he wanted to own. He yeah, wanted this was to a toy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I figured. I wrote my resignation at Interlochen. Oh. oh, that's very pleasant. 
Yep. Were you drinking coffee? Or? Wait, so, yeah, drinking so you coffee were not terrace. part of the failure. So, so hold on a second. So for we've missed so much of the break, <laughs> you were so. successful at selling the at selling the business. Yep. To Code Blue. Yep. You were successful at making a tra digital transition. Yep. You were successful at generating an innovative plan. Yeah. What right. was the failure? But. So Other. you actually left before the ultimate failure. So yep. tell us. So you left. So yeah. So still around. So, so actually, it was really not. We, we, if we talk to Code very, Blue, what's he going to say about this? Yeah, he's yeah. going to be very pleased because <laughs> yeah. he still has his uh, his label yes. or whatever. Yes. His, his, uh, so you you submitted your resignation in we, Switzerland. And no, so I actually you know okay. we did it. He finished his cup of coffee. He wrote it in you wrote it in Switzerland. Yeah. So it worked out. Did you write in French or English? No, I wrote it in English. Okay. Yeah. So. It worked out very nicely. It actually gave me some artwork as a parting oh. gift. Uh, Picture of you with a dart. Uh, no, actually, it was really, there's a really backstory. I'll tell you if you want to hear it. But yes, we want to hear it because well, we're, we lost the first time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the back backstory. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I love these stories. So, uh, Just like I didn't record. <laughs> so the, the guy that had bought this. Yeah, uh, Code Blue. No, code no, blue. no, originally from Sears Roebuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, had, yeah. oh right. had gone to the same college I did. He was the publisher of the humor magazine at the college. This is Yale. Yeah. yeah. I was the publisher of the humor magazine in my time. Oh. So we got talking, oh. and but no, I didn't talk to his. I talked to his daughter, who was still alive at the time. And, and it, she, so he gave you the Time Life no, no, magazine no, no. cover with Donald no, Trump. No, no, no. This is better. Oh. Back before, actually. All so, right. Well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Even better so, than Donald Trump. So I'm talking to his his eight now sort of aged daughter, and I I was really impressed because not only was he had this job, but his art director was Peter Arno, who is one of the great cartoonists in the New Yorker. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And New Yorker cartoons. He did a bunch mm -hmm. of etchings. Uh, so I have. So the guy gave me. Gave me these two Peter Arno etchings oh. that are actually they're very nice. Of As uh, uh, it's, it's just scenes. It's actually New York scenes. Ones of a, a basically a hooker selling her services, and others of a barber. They're very, oh, very, very cool. As a parting yeah. gift. As a parting gift. Oh, this is good. And and yeah, they're, so they're, they're, they're nice. a lot of oh, money now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. the, and the other part of the backstory is. This is great. So, so, what is the failure? You yeah. sold the business successfully, went into the digital. Yeah, transitioned and, uh, successfully. You, were, you, you left yeah. with, with art. So, but, now the failure is coming after you. So, then it was what do they do? So, they launched, after, sure, after I left, they announced that they were going to have Britannica online for free. Oh, really? They got that part, but they didn't. And then the idea was to generate demand. You're not telling us banner ads, are you? The intent was to get people to use it, and then they would charge them for a subscription. Wikipedia yeah. before it's done. Yeah. yeah. And they launched it, and there was such demand that the servers couldn't cope. Oh, so they all oh. shut down. Oh, that's a good thing. And that made thing. the newspaper. Yep, that's all and good. And it took them no new, 10 days to get. No publicity is Bad publicity, isn't that it? Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, but at the time there was no cloud computing. No, was, no, this was there was no, no redundant. Yeah, yeah. So what's the problem? This is all good. The, cl all good. the cloud was in the closet. So yeah. if you crash, you crash. Yeah. yeah. You call okay. the dude and then say, hey, yeah, come fix going. it. Yeah, you call Brad so, Feld. So yeah. the demand went like that, and then we. Oh wait a minute. And then Wikipedia launched about that same time. Oh. Oh. And so there was. But this a, was much better than Wikipedia, and much more robust. Well, very quickly, Wikipedia became much bigger. 
Because Wikipedia is and you organic, can get like to, they keep growing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you could get to it. So it was viewed as a head-to-head competitor. Oh, was there that? Yeah. Okay. But the, the servers obviously came up in 10 days. Okay, how much fake news is on Wikipedia? Oh, well, a lot. <laughs> on Wikipedia? But yeah, well, a lot. Um, Loaded. But they, no, but they, they, I think they validate a lot of it. They like validate a lot. You, know, you can't put anything in the... Uh, well, that's Well, if you hopeful. use some degree of skepticism uh, when you look at it, you, you get probably what you're looking for. Okay, so wait a minute. So, so you, your servers are back up. And so you, servers are back up, but demand tails off real fast. Like over the course of a year? Yeah, because... And they, you're they, gone by this point. I'm you're, gone. So you're, I'm you're a casual... It. Yeah. Uh, so it's... They're trying to sell subscriptions. Well, people don't want to buy subscriptions. At the time, well, everything was free. Yeah. Oh, I remember all this. The everything New York Times was free. Was free. You know, everything. Yeah, everything I remember that. Free. I remember that. The yeah. only one that started paying was the Wall Street, Wall Street Journal. Journal. Yeah. yeah. They they started from Boy, the beginning, yeah. and they, and they really cranked it up when they came out with the iPad edition. Yeah. 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 Was, and you know, the the, the the typical audience for Britannica was not Wall Street Journal readers. So there was expectations that were free. It was the parents. Parents, yeah. keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. And they tried to sell subscriptions to, to uh, libraries, which they had some success yeah, with. Yeah, right, right. And that's basically where it's been ever since. Oh. A little bit. And what are the sales at? Do you have any, any idea? I would be surprised if it exceeds ten million dollars. They don't sell the yearbooks. They don't sell the and books. And do they update the content? Yeah, they they have editors, that, and they continually update. Since it's an, an online version, it's instantaneous updating. So is it how? So it's a non-profit thing now. It's like a foundation. Yes, it's a very yes. It's where a guy paid a, very very handsome sum to get to that point. Yeah, nine oh, figures. I if I remember from our previous unrecorded. And so if you do a query on some kind of standard sort of non uh, non literary subject or non you know, non fiction subject, you want to know about Switzerland. You're going to get a return. In the Google returns, somewhere in the first two or three pages, there will be the Britannica entry. Oh, no! You can't buy books anymore. You no. Can, okay. Well, you can you can buy them on on the you know somebody's so going to sell them on eBay. Yeah. eBay. So it's it was <clears throat> so it was a series of poor uh, let's well, say strategic, strategic decisions. decisions. Yes. On the market's changing. What do we do? And you yes. were always one step behind. Yep. So you were always playing catch up. But 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 you going were, to going to the theme of the podcast. Was this a failure that was intentional, or another, or a failure that didn't matter? It's like a tree falling in the forest; nobody hears it. So this guy didn't care. The code blue, the buyer of this thing, didn't really care. I think he, uh, probably he cared. But Did he care? Yeah, he but, cared, but not. It wasn't his principal activity. His, his principal activity is he was a currency trader who was a contrarian, and he made astronomical sums of money doing that. So okay. he, did, you know, it was along with his wineries and his films right. and all these sorts of things. It was just one of his toys. Yeah, a toy, right? But it's like he, Apple you know, TV. But he wasn't, you know, stupid about it. So he didn't want to lose as much money as he did. But it wasn't. He wanted. To, what was more important to him was, he wanted it to be his vision of the business, and that vision had nothing to do with reality. Yeah, but he has the right. Did to you do ever that. get the sense he cared about this, though? Oh, he did. You mean as sure, it went sure. down? When he used to go to the yeah. country club, they used to say, "This is the guy that owns Encyclopedia." But they probably Britain. still know yeah. 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 owns it. Yeah. yeah. That's and what now, he when he, now when he says it after yeah. this yeah. podcast, yeah. after this podcast, yeah. everybody snickers now. Yeah. yeah. So wait a minute. So snickers, snickers, snickers. Would he ever check in and say, "Hey, you know, you once had that idea. Do you have any other ideas?" No. No. No, so I, I don't think he really. So is it really a failure? 
He just wanted to own the memory. But there was an opportunity to go in the right direction. But did he, he care? Did yes, yes. No, I'm going to argue the another thing. I keep talking no, no, about no, but where I'm you could no, have no, gone no. right, you went no, left. No, this guy actually chose to go neither right nor left because he didn't care. He obtained everything he wanted the day he bought it. No, he and cared. It could have gone away. He, but he cared because so he is, bought. That's yeah, right. He, he wanted. To, his, I want to be the owner of inside. He, he yes. if it had gone away, it's like yes. a baseball player quitting at the uh, peak of his career. Or, or someone let's say I want to be the owner of. Church's shoes. It's yeah. an old brand that. And they, if this is a pre-70s reference. Real Churchill. You yeah. Mean, Winston's old. Winston's oh. shoes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, no. They, they were, I don't think so. Or, or like, like British like brand that has, yeah. that has uh, uh, Turnberry and Asher shirts. Yeah. 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 So had we not had our own failure in failure of the podcast. So now for our listeners, great. we're going to adjourn and yes. we're going to record the prequel to to well, explain. The beginning of the story yeah, so without our guests. So thank without you very yeah. much yeah. Yeah. Thank for you. coming. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, we, we it was fun. Okay, yeah. what what was the name? We know the name of the Harvard uh, Humor Magazine. What was the name of the Yale Magazine? Record. Yale oh, Record. I know that. That's not funny. Oh. It's not at all funny. But that's the joke. But that's yeah. It was it was started <laughs> in the 1880s. The you know, and humor was different then. back then. Yeah, oh, the word yeah, record right. didn't exist. It was like a French thing. Record. <laughs> like oh, that's kind of funny. So the last bit of that was so I I told this woman how how cool I thought that was. And then I told her when I ran it, ran it. when I ran this August said, well, what, who was magazine, uh, uh, your art director. And it was uh, Gary Trudeau. Oh, really? <laughs> no way. Oh, this, Gary oh, Trudeau, oh, in the that's 70s. so cool. <laughs> this was in the 70s. You recruited him, didn't you? Yeah. No, I was, he volunteered. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, thank you oh, really? very much. Wow. And, and for those who don't know the story, the backstory. Did not hit Failed. the record record button. <laughs> That's the joke. So half the story was not. It was not half. The best Three podcast. Quarters. We owe you a big apology. Yeah, it was a great podcast. We had a great story. <laughs> we failed to and, record it, and we failed to record it. So we will tell the story. Yeah, uh, as much as we, we can can't remember. Waste it. your time. We'll repeat our jokes. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll just. Uh, tell it's the story, revisionist so. history. We'll, yeah. Yeah. we'll make yeah. it. A we'll, we're going to make so it a bigger you. failure. Fake podcasts. Go along with fake news. A bigger failure than even you thought it was. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Now, you can quit recording now, David. Let's listen a little bit to 17. Oh, hold on. We're back. We're back. We're back. The same oh, three clowns you heard initially. So 17, we are now. I thought 17B was fabulous. It yes. was. So you have listened to 17B. This is 17C. <laughs> it's it's again Mick, Dave, and Ziad. Pre- so prequel, cool, and postquel. <laughs> Quill. Oh Quill. my gosh. This is, this is probably one of our worst. But that's good. Mark will no, feel very happy. Fun. So this what are we going to tell people now they've heard 17B? So 17B, the end of the story, how a great, great brand in Encyclopedia Britannica. It's still a great brand. It still exists, but how they went, ruled the world, and they could not catch up. You always ask the question, where did they make the turn? Where did they go off the road? Where the rails But we did that in 17B, but we didn't discuss it. What do we think? What do you think? Well, you know what I think is it comes back to the point I made during 17B, which is I don't think the owner really cared. I think the owner yeah. wanted to own this thing with a great name and it frankly it could have disappeared that day and it wouldn't have mattered. That's what I think. So I don't think any mistakes were made. I think this was manifest destiny. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody just throws out nine figures yeah. for a for a brand uh, no. and says I want to see it die. 
No. Oh, you don't think so? It's no. somebody who would buy Abe and Louie's in Chicago or whatever that restaurant was. <laughs> you know, Abe, remember in 17B, he bought yeah, the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, it wasn't Abe and Louie's. It was, was Shay Paul. Paul. Yeah, Abe and uh, Louie's. I think he, Shea and Paul, that's same. the same story as Polaroid in episode two, where you... Was that 2B or 2A? Two, <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. It was the prequel. Uh, no, so they don't see, they see a wave of change coming. Oh, just a sec. Let me turn the recorder on. And they don't, <laughs> they don't react fast enough and sometimes... But do you think he cared? That, um... Like, if he cared, if he cared, and we don't know, but from the story we heard, if he, he really... He didn't have an office in the building, but he came by often, I think, and just checked on his Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. So isn't that like well, looking in the cabin? Isn't that like no, I, thought he, I thought he enjoyed, you know, the cocktail party. You say, by the way, I bought Encyclopedia Britannica at the country club. They go, wow, wow. that's a big deal. But isn't this like yeah. when you then walk Then he's a- now, after this podcast, <laughs> he'll go to the country club and he say, you bought what? <laughs> and what happened? Oh, geez. But wait a minute. This, yeah. is, this is like walking to the cabinet, opening the cabinet up with the, the, the glass, the cabinet in your living room with the nice glass uh, windows, and you sort of dust off your Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever you have there and close it back up. And that's how he was treating the glass, you don't get the dust in there. That's the reason that's for the glass true. doors. Yeah. Well, if you have a collectible version, but, yeah. but it's that, been the same with Polaroid. You have, there's, things are changing dramatically. The PC, the internet, CD-ROMs. Yeah. And here you are asking yourself, what do we do? Yeah. And you react fast, you lose money, you cut, you go from books to CD-ROMs. Uh, oh, you know, one of the things in the in the failure uh, museum oh, that's was, a, yes, was Kodak Digital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kodak, Polaroid, they couldn't, they could not. I wonder if the encyclopedia is in that Do we know museum. anybody at Kodak? Oh, what happened to Kodak? Yeah. I, well, Kodak. But they still exist. I mean, they kind of. Oh, I, I was at a conference here in, in Boston when the chairman and president was talking and I can't remember his name, but what he said, what he said was, he says, we understand, we know it's happening, we understand, but we've got a lot of film out there. A lot of people still like film, and we can't, we have these factories and plants out there with a lot of people working, and they're making film. And we're not just going to shut them down and you're shut making those people this out. Like, you're making this sound like a WPA project. Well, this was this was before this was no. before the disaster. Oh. So he was saying, I'm doing everything right, and maybe he was. I don't know. That reminds me. Mattel has had four CEOs in four years. That's relevant to all this, isn't it? Because clearly Mattel has failed. They've been failing, yes. Uh Right. So what's that all about? The stock market. Well, that's that's like Ziad's comment that the company dies when they run out of money. Um, uh, they what's usually go, do. What's the digital wall or what's Mattel hitting? I've, I, I, I haven't seen one company that survived after running out of money. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, this podcast. And some people still are trying. <laughs> yeah, no, so. Mattel, I don't know about Mattel, but uh, they were talking about the yesterday on a panel about the uh, financial markets and, and banks. And they said some of the banks are not going to be able to uh, cope with this whole cryptocurrency that oh. some other organization is going to invent it, take it over, and then uh, uh, run. So here's the- a, here's a question for you: Going to failure with your famous your famous now famous point about companies making the wrong turn left or right. Yep. Now say you're at a bank and you've got to decide whether to sort of get into this cryptocurrency thing or not. 
None of us know where it's going to go. You could decide not to because you think it's too risky. And it may well be that it will all blow up. What's his name? Satoshi Nomura, whoever invented this. This may be a honeypot. Uh, spawned by Putin's agents to um, oh now to you're control, talking to control I think you're war. right David yeah this is uh, blame it on Putin <laughs> <laughs> so my point is that if you're a bank and you decide not to go with cryptocurrency because you think this was really a uh, plot by Putin and Satoshi Nakamura or whatever was it's all a honeypot to steal to get these it, people involved yeah. but you have made the right decision the yes, right decision but the ones I mean, that yeah. don't go that way Polaroid did not go digital <laughs> Uh, and then they they started sinking and they went all the way to the bottom. But so you never know. Those what the are right the most difficult decisions to make. Yes. So if you're a bank, what would you do if you're a bank? Oh, I would jump on the crypto but blockchain. Turn, like but what crazy. happens? But what happens if you jump on that uh, that chain <laughs> train? You jump on that train and it turns out that was the dumbest decision you could have made because well, this was a honeypot. Well, you don't jump the whole thing. You just jump, you jump the shark. You, well, you the whole the dog. whole problem with the cryptocurrency, as I've learned over the last few days at the conference. That is, you know, our, our currency today, and you know, we believe in this piece of paper that says one on it because it has the full faith and credit of the United States behind it. A yeah. bank would have to establish that kind of credibility, gold reserves in Fort Knox or something like that, to, in order for them to be realistically believed could they issue their own currency. I think there's regulations against having any currency like that that was competing against our dollars. Well, but well, obviously, well, that statement, I mean, but, the, but all the cryptocurrencies compete against the dollar, right? Yeah, and then even the dollar is no longer backed by, the, by gold. Like right now, if you were to take every single dollar and try to get the equivalent in gold, no, you can't. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, right. No, my gold it's no longer. I've heard there's actually some conspiratists who believe that there never was any gold. But they yeah, just said yeah. there was gold. Well, those are the people who said there was nobody went to the moon either, right? Well, that wasn't wasn't that filmed at Disneyland? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. So maybe we should bring this disaster to an end. Yeah, and then we can announce that uh, we're going to get into blockchain and cryptocurrency oh, yeah. on podcasts soon. Yeah, and so Ooh, that'll be we exciting. can only go up from here. So oh, this is true. This is, great. We this is the low point. This is the low point. Yeah. Instead of saying goodbye, we're going to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Better luck next time. All right. Quit bye recording bye. now. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you.